0: Going. It's the first quarter of the big you want to toss up a Hail Mary. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. If you're good at something, never do it for free.
1: I'd like to be pimps from Oakland or cowboys from Arizona, but it's not Halloween.
0: Look, my friend, this is just the way you and I differ. Grow up, Peter Pan, Chocula. If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. All
2: I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the field, hey. well, it's. and Jacks. I'm Tom how He's Andrew on the board. SP futures are up 15. NASA futures up 53. We were down last night and we turned it around here this morning. We're trying to snap a three week losing streak. See if that works. Uh, do we have Mr. Kevin?
3: Good morning. Yes, you do. How are you? Oh, just living the dream every single day of my life
2: Um, Well, you're going to get, what's her name, coming to visit you on Monday Do you have a private audience with the first lady?
3: Oh, they rescheduled her, huh? I think she was going to Valparaiso, though
2: No, 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 she's coming to your place first I just heard it on the radio, so I'm ahead of you on the news I'll
3: believe you, I'll believe you No, I, well, I, actually, uh, depending on whether she goes to our South Bend location or our Elkhart location I may or may not be there
2: I think uh, and, Andrew's already uh, tweeted to her saying you gotta go see Kevin.
3: Great. Yeah,
2: she got a, Don't
3: care about Joe Biden.
2: She's got a couple of deputies of education, a couple of other people with her. It's a group.
3: Yeah, well, we had Austin Goolsby on campus last on Wednesday.
2: Well, you guys have uh um getting a little bit of a name. I'm sure they all listen to Stacks and Jacks, that's where it's coming from. That's
3: probably it. It it explains everything, Let's doesn't it?
2: it? Well, uh,
3: actually, Gould B. gave you know it was a, it was a good speech aimed at students. So, um, but but one of the things he said was he talked about the importance, and I love this because I say it all the time. Uh, but he, he talked about the importance of getting out of uh, away from the uh, financial market people and into the real economy to talk to people.
2: Um, that would be part of my speech too. You know, I don't know if it means anything, but. Just saying. I have all kinds of speeches for different crowds. I might as well, I might as well go right into the sewer with everybody else. What do you think? <laughs> the uh, I was. Uh, it's been a, some somewhat of an interesting week where everything could possibly go wrong. He has in terms of the show. Even though this morning, the trains were fifteen minutes late for poor Andrew coming in. Uh, but we're here, and uh, the, uh, the, the politics in Chicago now is taking a huge. Uh, John's going to call, in John Flanagan at, uh, at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little bit about this. Chicago election is not just a local election here; it is an incredible, really. It's a, it's a almost a what do you want to call it, Kevin? A, a plebiscite on two different directions of these cities going. I mean, uh, in some ways, this guy's way more extreme. This Johnson guy is way more extreme than Lori Lightfoot, and Vales is, you know, I don't. He's not a. He's not Ronald Reagan, but he's certainly on the other side of the coin. And uh, this, I mean, this Johnson's one of these guys that is absolutely convinced that the people that have something, he's got to keep giving more and more and more without any shred of accountability of whether the money's being spent properly or whatever. And other people are just tired of it. It's not, this whole concept that if you, in in one man's opinion, that I don't want to contribute to people worse off, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, I absolutely do. And, I, and I, by the way, we all are. Um, but I think someplace along the line, when you have your schools uh, getting whatever the number is—I can't seem to get—I know it was seventeen grand a few years ago. I'm assuming it's more. Maybe it's not. I say it's somewhere between seventeen and twenty per student when they go to a Chicago high school, and all—and that doesn't include the facilities. That's just per student. I don't know if that's... It's, it seems like a lot. Uh, and the, I, the product in a lot of these places is is basically horse bleep in terms of people can read, write, do math. Now, I know that's a lot of that's family, a lot of that's area. I know it's, it's a real tough job, a lot of people are on drugs. I and mean, I get all that. But somehow when you tell me the number needs to be 25 or 30 or 40, tell me what you're going to do differently other than spend more money. I mean, what, what is what do you what do you see... Are the changes that need to take place being at the education, being the families, or educate the family, whatever. If you do something out of the box, if you get the families there at night, the mother or the father is supposed to be help with the homework. If you have adult classes at night, if you're gonna try something different, Kevin, I'm all over it. I can't. I love it when people try something and if it doesn't work for six months. We get rid of it or a year. I'm all over all of that. Just don't tell me, oh no, anybody over 100000 hundred thousand is gonna pay a city income tax. We're gonna charge. We got the city is, is dying because nobody's coming in from the suburbs. This moron wants to put a tax for people coming into the city. There's nobody coming in anymore. What, 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 yeah. what window do Somebody these? Nobody coming g- in, so let's discourage the, the. Or there's hardly
3: anybody coming in, so let's discourage the last
2: two. Do, do these people? Do they have their, their right? They, they have their righteous sort of thing, and do, do they ever look out the window? It's like it's like Lori telling people that there'll be there'll be five murders on a weekend. And people are sitting up. Of course, if anybody else is going to be, you know, chirping that you know if they were there, the murders wouldn't be there. And and she comes up and says, well, geez, you know, last year there were uh, six murders on a the weekend. There's only five this weekend. I'm doing a great job. That, that 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 sounds like a that's like a fart in church, Kevin. You can't do that. I mean, <laughs> one's too many. You can't say how much better you're doing. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, she thinks that's progress or something. And it's, in some crazy way, I suppose it is, but. It, it's it's not the time where they're delivery, if you know what I mean. It's just it yeah. just so so you know what what kind of
3: solutions do we already know work? And the answer is that there there are a couple of uh, situations. So one is we know that um, enterprise
2: zones worked until we got to the pandemic response and decided to just send everybody home. yep. but we we know that creating tax incentives
3: for people to put um, uh, to uh, open businesses and open facilities in underser- or, uh, underprivileged areas meant jobs in those areas and meant access to jobs that paid pretty well uh, for people who otherwise would not have the reliable transportation they need or the affordable transportation they need to be able to get to work elsewhere. And we know that worked, and uh, and and yet nobody is pushing for more so uh, that that was uh, Senator Scott's baby uh, uh, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina so that's that's one what's another one well you know we have seen all all manner of instances where we're solving issues in the business world and when you solve them in a profit model then they scale up so you can you know government can do whatever it wants it's it's finite, though. Whatever whatever you think government can do for you is limited by the amount of tax money you can collect, and there is only so much you can collect uh, before there is no more. So it is it is by definition capped. And so what you what you know what do you want to do? What's a good example? Well, a good example is um, Walgreens distribution centers. Now you know I, I hate to uh, throw up anybody who is in the uh, uh, the pharmaceutical world as an example of anything except that Walgreens has uh, started building a by building a dis- distribution center in uh, South Carolina where they designed all of their systems and utilized all of their technology to make it uh, a place where both people with handicaps of all kinds and people without handicaps could work side by side with equal productivity And so they created this whole environment where they were—they became one of the best employers in America for people who have all, all kinds of handicaps, whether it's speech, whether it's physical, doesn't matter. So why is that profitable for them? It's profitable for them because their rate of turnover among that group of workers is trivial. Oh yeah, it can't be very much... the best place to work. So they save a ton of money on turnover-related expenses, productivity, Uh, hiring expenses all those kinds of things they have now are systematically rolling it out all to all of their distribution centers worldwide and other companies have come in to see what they're doing and are starting to copy it so now we have a uh, we we are systematically solving a problem of employing people who have uh, various kinds of handicaps that's you know that's because it's profitable and there's so many more examples of that out in the world and yet none of these politicians are going to glom
2: onto it because you can't divide uh, your voters into constituencies so that you have one that's reliable for you well I have uh, a I applaud the Walgreens for doing that yet I am as a free market economist which I still am I am appalled Absolutely appalled! It, the size and the influence that the government has given Walmart and CBS, and and I guess Walmart pharmacy on top of it. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I hate to I hate to hold up a anybody in that part of the economy as a shining example, but in that narrow space,
2: it, it, they're doing it because they're doing it. You know, it's a nice thing to do, but they're not doing it because they're nice guys. They're doing it because it's profitable. Well, sure. Well, it's. You, you can't ever. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I don't care. I want the behavior.
3: I don't. I don't care what the motivation is. I want certain behaviors.
2: Well, there's there's no doubt that if something's not if something has to make sense profit wise, or you can't jam it down people. But I mean, I I'd, I would love if I had right. if I that's could. Not what you're getting in
3: in your mayor's yeah. election. No. And and that's that's ultimately the point is they're they're either willfully ignorant, which is probably the case, uh, or they're just ignorant. Just. Just have no idea. Either I, I, way, not good for uh, um, not good for uh, the city of Chicago.
2: Well, I'm I'm stunned that uh, you know I've read. I was kind of surprised uh, that well, <laughs> I guess today Roosevelt instead of being the liberal, he'd be probably be well on the conservative side. Uh, I'm talking about Franklin. Yeah, we'd go that far, but okay. Well, he was dead set against. Uh, uh, Government unions, because he thought the 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 uh, negotiations would never be arm's length, because they could influence the politics. Well, duh. And uh, so here, here you have the. I don't see how the NLRB. um, Maybe, maybe because they're. I mean, people are afraid of anything woke these days. I mean, people are absolutely afraid to say anything. And uh, how that union is not being sued for putting up this kind of money for a mayoral candidate. I'm waiting, are, 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 the, are the teachers, I mean, whoever runs the thing, are they so, they t- intimidate other people so much? I, from what I understand, and I, you know, I don't know, their, I've been in their books, the rumor is that they have uh, borrowed money against future dues for this guy. But the guy's on the county board, so he gets paid there, he's been a consultant for the schools for however many years, he's on their payroll, and they're running the guy for mayor. I mean, if the guy gets in, which I certainly hope he does not, if the guy gets in, what's that negotiation going to be like? How how does he negotiate the city against the union that's paying his ass? When what what are, we, I mean this is this is this is bizarre world. It was
3: it's the plan like they had uh, you know in the Godfather. It was going to be Senator Corleone. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean. I think Michael would have made a nice and senator. That,
3: instead, they got just compromised one, and and uh, the the senator from Nevada, and everything was fine.
2: Well, I mean, uh, well, the guy the guy was a little too aggressive. <clears throat> I'm gonna say, with uh, the guy in Nevada, he didn't deserve what happened to him, but he deserved something. He was a crook. Just saying, from what I recall. Uh, anyway, but I but it's you, you sit there and you, and you watch this stuff, and it's, I mean, I I don't see how anybody looks at Walgreens and CVS and doesn't recoil in horror. In the last thirty years, the Medicaid system has put virtually every pie pharmacy out of business because they don't pay people. And and a, a big corporate group can can borrow a lot less and they can and they can why do you think these people are out of business? You can't you can't pay a hundred dollars for a prescription, sell it to somebody for one ten, which some of the high end stuff, there's hardly any margin at it. And wait a year or two to get paid, if you're if you are you and me, Kevin. You can't do that. Get Walgreens and CVS, they go get money from these places, and <coughs> they manage to do it. I mean, the idea that now they gave all the COVID shots. Did your doctor even have a COVID shot? Did he get paid for any of this stuff? No. They've taken all that over. Why? I mean, uh, Carl sent us what they, what they were doing what was at Kentucky,
3: I think, <laughs> instead. Uh, you know it, it Anybody who was uh, Giving out the COVID shots uh, If they were tied into Anthem They were getting a bonus
2: Yeah Well it's I mean, It's crazy stuff What uh, When does um, We're to talk a little bit of sports Even with Jan A little bit When when do all these Tournaments start what Next Tuesday Well, the, the, uh,
3: well some of them are uh, Starting now Well uh, the women are Right in the middle of it So all the women's Conferences are doing um, uh, You know are, are, are We'll culminate this weekend But uh, the, the smaller conferences You know You're your Colonial Athletic Association and your Southland Conference and all those, they're on their way. They're they are they're just, they're getting started
2: now. Well, the Big Ten's uh, going to be at, were, at the United... Yeah, there were some games last night. The Big Ten is the weekend of the 10th. You know, the weekend with it includes Friday the 10th, so they probably start next Thursday. Yeah, they're at the United uh, Center.
3: They, they still have one regular season game left, as does the ACC.
2: Well, this is a, a year where a lot of, there's a lot of teams right in the middle, and I'm not so sure any one of them couldn't couldn't go somewhere. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would not be stunned if Indiana made a little bit of a run. I wouldn't be stunned if Northwestern won a couple games in a row. They're all there's a lot of teams in that in that category. They're
3: all bunched in there. Northwestern lost to somebody just this
2: week. They lost two in a row after be, lost. after killing everybody. They they're lost two in a row. It was now
3: might have been Penn State.
2: Um,
3: um, Michigan lost again last night, so they're they're hurting. They played uh, two overtimes against Illinois. Um, Michigan scored the last seven points of regulation to force overtime. Then they, then uh, uh, Illinois scored the last seven points of the first overtime to force the second one before they won. So you know both teams, uh, both teams had their uh, had their games in their pockets uh, before they finally got to the second overtime and settled it.
2: The s futures up thirteen. Nasdaq futures up thirty seven. We'll be right back, Mr. John Flanagan. We'll talk about more about the city and how it's. And affect everything here. Uh, these things all add up to other stuff.
0: Uh, we'll be right back. Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks.
4: Hello, this is
2: Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I have always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I am not so sure. Welcome back stacks and jacks, I'm Tim Andrew on the board. SB Futures up fifteen. A Z Future's up forty one. We were up yesterday and last night it looked like we were gonna give it back, but we flipped the other way and we're heading north here. Uh, Dow Futures up eighty-four. Individual stacks in the Dow, we got Apple up a buck sixty nine, uh, nothing from major. Pract gamble up one fifty three. The big mover yesterday was uh Salesforce was up almost twenty bucks. So they came in with uh, surprisingly good numbers. Over in Asia, <clears throat> we've got the well as soon as this thing comes back. Uh, on here, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on in Asia. Uh, I don't know why my machine is walking at Asia, but it is. Uh, and other individual stacks, we've got, uh, well, like I say, in the down, not much. We've got uh, gold is actually up 1180 here, so we're getting a run up in that. Uh, Andrew, I want you to do traffic weather sports while my machine comes back to life. Andrew, are you there?
1: Oh, sorry. I <laughs> want you to do
2: traffic weather sports and. Uh, Hey, give us your, your read on where the snow and the rain line is going to be today. All right, here we go. Nikkei up 4.28, 1.6%. The Hang Seng up 138, uh 0.7%. Shanghai up 17.5. Uh, Asia Markets Rise is a private survey. private survey shows sharp recovery in China's services. Okay, then. DAX up 169, 1.1%. 1. FTSE up 10. Not, that's a 0.1%. It's not much at all. Okay, Crown up 588 so the puts he's lagging a little bit yesterday that was up 341 S&P up 29 Nasdaq up 83 after being down in the morning it's a big turnaround to the upside uh, the bonds 4.01 actually down five basis points but over four uh, percent one down three basis points 2.72 but again high Japan right at the same number 0.50 the top of their range oil down 42 cents 77.74 rent down 51 cents 84.24 natural gas up five cents but still under three bucks 282. Our Bob down 2 cents, 267. We've got gold up 1180, 1852. Managed to get back over 1850 here. Didn't look like it was going to do that for a while. Silver up 24 cents, 2114. Copper up a penny, 409. We've got Bitcoin down 1100 bucks is, is a silver gate. Looks like they're going to declare bankruptcy. Uh, 22,336. Maybe we'll have more on this story in a little bit. Uh, and we have the US dollar is uh, up a little bit, uh, not much. Euros 106. British pound one point two zero, so kind of right hanging right where it's been. Uh, Andrew, if we got for us straight up. Travelling with sports, and I'll get the Silvergate story.
1: All right, uh, starting off with sports uh, tonight with uh, basketball. The at seven p.m. the Bulls are going to be playing the Suns. And that's at Chicago time. Uh, last night the Blackhawks lost to the Stars, ending their game five to two. And tonight the Coyotes are going to be playing the Hurricanes at eight. Andrew, why
2: don't you go over to the Blackhawks? Show him you can skate, and then they will trade you.
1: <laughs> well, even with how bad I am at skating, I could probably make it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see, over Chicago weather, we're at 37 degrees, uh, cloudy weather, and yes, we have that winter weather advisory. Uh, now, it looks like, and that goes till about 10 p.m., uh, it looks like we're going to get about 2 to 4 inches, uh, but there's a big emphasis on the snow being slushy. So, look out for very wet, gross snow today. Um, Over in Phoenix, they're at 42 degrees, cloudy, going to have a high of 61. And finally, for Chicago traffic, um, nothing too major to port on the inbound expressways. Up north on the Tri-State Tollway, um, going north. Just before Willow Road, an accident investigation site, has been causing very heavy delays around there. Uh, pretty deep in the red for so early in the morning. But other than that, traffic is as usual. So that's all I got.
2: Cryptocurrency heavyweights, including Coinbase Global and Galaxy Digital, on Thursday, dropped Silvergate Capital as their banking partner after the lender's latest filing raised questions about its ability to stay in business. Dropped them like a hot rack, they say. So, anyway, so we... We have uh, Kevin and Jen
5: Yes you do Good morning, Kevin. Tom.
2: How are you, Jen? Um, are you going <laughs> ex- mean are you going explain uh Chicago politics us uh, just as a a quick aside just when you think you are are tired of the uh, the, the absolute uh, uh, outrage you feel against these politicians and the the losers that run this state. we have I mean I've, I've talked from time to time how the four or five year plan for the burn interchange took what eight and a half Jen nine, something like that. And uh, so we went from four lanes to three downtown for however many years, making this huge problem downtown. So you, even though the, the rest of the expressways were open, you could never get through downtown. Now they stopped, this thing was over a couple of months ago. They must have given the, the only people that can do jobs around here, the couple of engineering firms and go nameless. Now we're going to start a three-year plan on the Kennedy. You can't tell me that they couldn't have done that at the same time where the lanes were blocked anyway? What's the point? Now we're gonna the lanes we just opened. We're gonna close again. Is this is this something's going on with your somebody's phone? Is anybody here? I'm gonna think it's just me. Anyway, I, I the way this works out, and all the same people getting all these jobs. And there's a, a Lagrange Road project where I went by there the other day, and there's three people working on a mile-long bridge on two sides. I don't get that. I guess you get to work from home now if you're in construction. Andrew, what is uh, what are you doing over there? Just, just asking. Okay, uh, you might have to do something over there. <laughs> anyway, this uh, crypto story, a lot of these companies must be hanging like by a thread, and I don't know how these these uh, they don't have a central clearing uh, firm, and I'll explain how that works in a little bit. If you have a uh, well, first of all, in stock there's always been clearinghouses, but in options, the first thing you did when you when you created the Chicago Board Options Exchange was the was a was to put together Options Clearing Corp. That really was the the huge uh, in opposite well, the advance was to have a, do we have somebody? You, I appear to be connected now. All right, I, I blame Andrew. Just saying. I blame you. Right, I'm in the other room, or it could just Something be like. Matter. Could just be the bad vibes this week. Everywhere, every, everywhere I went, you know, if somebody's missing a train or doing something. It's like the, the I must have must have snuck behind a black cat. Good thing the trading's been good though. So my clients are happy. We had a good week that way, but uh, somehow or another, a black cat must have snuck in front of me somewhere. But that'll end today. You know, it'll be, today will be a good day. Just saying. So we're just talking about this <clears throat> Kennedy Expressway. Kevin is uh, they're now going to spend three years on the Kennedy with lane blockages that they couldn't do the same time they had the the lane blockages downtown. And I'm gonna say the reason why that is is you can only have two companies and they only have a certain amount of employees and they're gonna go at their own speed and by the way, they they control the city, they control the state. Maybe we should put all these people in jail and try somebody else for a while or something. Is that possible?
3: I think that would be the perfect solution actually.
2: Um so we are, are we sacrificing John or are we getting him back too? Just
3: just just covered some bid rigging stuff mm-hmm. and <laughs> being yeah, it's. I mean, it's, I Gotta get John on. On he he's, he's going to zoom into my class on Monday anyway. So talk about uh, real estate. So we we need to uh, we need to plan. You don't mind if we spend the show doing that, do you?
2: Uh, no, I don't have an issue with that. What uh, the real estate? I I I'm just kind of curious. I mean, when we talk about the politics here, it's it's not it's not just you know who who you like in office. I mean, are the people next door to me actually. You know, we used to look there, uh, Kevin, when I moved in, was Blackjack, uh, the guy for the pitcher on the sacks. Oh, Doll. Yeah, so he had a it's, a... it's a it's a lot and a half, so he's got a 37-and-a-half-foot lot. Um, the... Uh, I think that's John texting me that he can't get back in. Uh, so you better call him, Andrew, uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, or, or zoom him in, or
3: kick me off in a few minutes and let John come on.
2: Well, the... Uh, so... So these so these people buy the place from blackjack Of course, um he he got like a million one bid for the place <clears throat> turns his nose up at it we had some kind of a recession back then it must, must have been the 2000 thing so he ends up ends up taking like 850 six months later so oops um anyway he had a couple of houses he did he, he used one fine <clears throat> so these people buy it spend god knows how much on the place Oh, well, we just have the one? All right, well, we got to do something with that. Um, looks like we're down to one, Kevin. So we'll boot Kevin off in two minutes and get Jan in. But so these people, now they moved. They moved like a block away. They're downsizing. Essentially, their two kids moved out. <laughs> and they must have no place for the kids to come home to, Kevin. So they can't wait to sell the house, right? So anyway, they sell it to these people yesterday. And I'm thinking it was on the market for two million dollars too. I, yeah it's, it's above my pay grade, but... These people essentially bought it. Now, I'm, I have no idea. I didn't ask the guy what the final number was, but say it's two. Now the taxes on that are going to be, I'm going to say fifty. And now your kids maybe get to go to school here if they. I don't know if they have any kids. Um, down the block, if your kids, if you want to have your kids in the summer camp, you got to, you know, one one day in January, people got to stay out there in the cold weather all night long and sleep on lounges and have like a party. So you're in line. I mean, and all of a sudden somebody comes in, and now somehow you're the villain because you're not giving enough to other people, and we have to tax you even more. I mean, who the the hell can come up with that kind of money, Kevin, unless you got big checks of COVID from somebody? I mean, it's just how how much more do they. Some of these people are paying, you know, and and they've got some dough, it's a nice neighborhood, but 25, 30, 35, 40 grand in taxes, and your kids go to private school? I mean, and and there's there's not a park around. I mean, I mean, thank you, sir. May I have another? I mean, wh- wh- how f- how far can you push, I guess, before people say, the hell with this? I, you know, would be my question. Do we have, still have Kevin?
1: We I, we should. I have no idea what's going on with these phones today.
2: Why don't you see if we can get Kevin in on Zoom or, or John? Okay. And meanwhile, uh, but I mean, it's the, the, the economics of the situation are just, and somehow people, there a lot of people still have, this incredible faith in this too shall pass and I I don't know I mean I, I really wish I knew the answer to this because there's schools on the south side that my family members went to they used to have like a thousand people and I mean, they we got 200 and the average the average reading score coming out of eighth grade is like third grade and we're I don't think there's any rec- you know real uh, resolve is it just where how bad things are and I and you look at the, the crime in Chicago, and Laurie was talking about the, the criminal element, you know, whoever they happen to be, criminal element has made a, a major shift ahead of society. And, and that a lot of the people actually doing the carjackings and holding the guns and the murders, because we actually have tremendous, t- tremendous, we have very strict gun laws here in the state of Illinois. And... Now everybody, the the the, uh, the guy, the two three kids who stole a car and whacked into some guy on the south side last week, and and the guy's dead. They're 13. And they were let right out. We don't have the Illinois law is very harsh when people have guns. It's very lenient for juveniles. So ever a no good Nick now, has the juveniles do the stuff, and we are, we whoever is running the place is is totally. Okay, Jan, we have you. Are you are you zooming? Are you zooming? Are you zooming or phoning? I'm phoning. All right. Um, anyways, we're talking about uh, problems in the city in terms of the people next door just bought, a, bought the house and what their taxes are going to be. And I and I'm like, I think somehow or another, whoever gets to be mayor, you got to sit down with the county people and the state people. And Pritzker, I think, is useless. But I mean, you got to sit down and say the entire criminal element. Is moved to, to using juveniles, and we don't seem to be able to deal with it. How are we going to deal with it? I mean, there, there's people that say, oh, man, I don't care if he shot five people. If he's under 16, you got to let him go. He's a good kid. No, he's not. No, he's not. The three 13-year-olds, the thought of stealing somebody's car at 13 and driving it fast and killing somebody, I mean, John, I don't know if these people are, are even remotely uh, able to be, you know, whatever, changed back to whatever. But, I mean, somehow or another, there needs to be some adult people in the room and say, okay, we've got re- these her- these horrible, not horrible, these very strict laws for adults. We've got nothing for juveniles. Now look around. The people doing all the damage are the juveniles. They're carrying the guns. The other guys have, have, have maneuvered around us. What are we going to do about it? And, uh,
5: I, well, you know, the instance, you know, this week on Wednesday, you know, losing a, a police officer yep. to, to a Jew, um, someone who had been in the system when he was younger and got let off with, you know, was held briefly and you know, went out to, you know, commit this crime. And now he's still in critical condition. The last I heard, but the policeman who was shot did get a shot in at this guy and hit him in the head. But you're right. The, the, the profile of, you know, the, the perpetrators has changed so much, and our social science or whatever is lagging behind it and treating it as something that it isn't anymore. Um, where you get juveniles who are far more less innocent and far more dangerous than the criminal justice system ever contemplated, and we haven't kept pace, I don't think, with understanding how this happened or how it's been allowed to slide. Um, it's going to take more social scientists, you know, politicians to fix it now.
2: Why? Uh, there are. Why? Why would it take somebody with the the brain of a gnat, if that? To say, okay, if I shoot somebody, or even use a gun in a robbery, uh, I get minimum 30 years. But if I can talk some 17-year-old into, into holding the gun while I steal the rest of the stuff, he gets let right out, and I'm okay. How, how is it, how do we not anticipate even the dumbest among us realizing that that's the workaround, if you're the crook?
5: I don't know, and it, what's forced me, too, is how unwilling to with the state's attorney is to add in the fact that a weapon was involved when they decide whether or not to charge people or to hold people. And some of it's pretty clear cut to me um, that a weapon was involved and in the person it was, was holding it or had possession of it somehow. And yet this doesn't rise to charging it you know, a crime as a weapon. Yeah I I'm just you know I don't I don't think there's you know enough respect for the laws we have now. Um, we don't need you no know, kind of control. We don't need anymore anything. It's all there. We have a willingness and, you know, a need to address it head on. But I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting time kind of with this last election and, you know, I really think that the the public sector unions, in particular the teachers, were trying to accomplish this time what they didn't accomplish in twenty nineteen when they wanted in coach with the entourage of Kim Foster and everybody else behind her and the mayor. And that was, a, I think, a great disappointment to the CTU because they threw a lot of money into technical campaign, and she didn't make it, and they, they weren't going to get fooled again. But the, but the way it's been done, and, and you alluded to this earlier, Kevin, you know, the CTU has lent money to the political campaign I thought they I thought they were
2: total I thought they were contributions, yeah. They're not gonna get that money back.
5: Well this is this is I'm sure how they have, you know, actually done it, but it isn't being styled that way to the membership apparently. Because they lent money to Garcia, when he ran against Emmanuel, a and he run off like some manual brand. And most of that money has never been repaid to ECU. And the same thing with you know, Winkle in twenty nineteen. And now with Brandon Johnson, and you've got the National Division. Well, I mean, millions to Brandon Johnson. Well, I'm just, a health counselor from the property staff, who are paying the salaries of the public victims.
2: January, do you have the capability of zooming in?
5: <laughs> I think so. I don't look like much, because I've been painting. And I haven't washed my hair since last night.
2: <laughs> well, what if you could zoom in? We're barely getting you on the I phone. I
5: can take it. I can take it, I guess.
2: Yeah, well, no, no. Just, uh, just zoom in with the voice. That's cool. You got a link for me? Um, Andrew, can you come ahead come up with a link? We have to get Carl on Zoom as well. The uh um because I was I was talking to my uh my judge and and lawyer group on, on Wednesday night and evidently there's a there's a case, I think it's in Milwaukee, but I'm not sure of a Um John you gotta give Andrew your email. Um uh, I'll I'll give it to him. The uh I'll send it over to you, Andrew. Um, we have, I guess we got to go with Zoom until we figure out what's wrong. I think what's happening is uh, our, our new our new ATT system does not really play as well as it should with the old our old uh, uh, phone setup over there. So we're gonna have to get a new one of those. But in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna use uh, Ju- uh, Zoom. And uh, so yeah, I guess.
5: Text it to me and I can
2: bring my phone. To well, you. until you until you, we give it get it to you, uh, we will uh, just keep talking because it's better and better than uh, nothing. Um, so yeah, but anyway, uh, John, they, evidently it's, it's a sixteen-year-old kid. I don't know who God knows where the father is. Of course, that's the root of a lot of this. Uh, the father's nowhere to be found. The kid shoots and kills his mother. So they don't want the, the 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 people that he's really a good kid, and we just we just somehow harmed him along the way. They want they want to let him go. <laughs> My judge buddies are to where <laughs> he just he's a. You're going to go home? He just he lived with his mother. She's dead. I, we're, we're, you're going to give the kid run of the house? I mean, I, like, like if it's his lease? I mean, what are you going to do? How do, you, how do you not put that kid in the system? Yep.
5: Hey. It's, it's too late for any of the other remedial things you can do you know, with youngsters or adolescents. I think it's just past the, that tipping point. We have no way of really... Fixing what we allowed to get broken for so many years with a whole swath of the population, and now we have to deal with it the only way we can, which is incarceration.
2: Well, I mean, and it's a horrible thing to do, but I, need
5: I know it is. It, it maybe shouldn't shouldn't have to be that way, but we, we don't have any other alternatives anymore.
2: But I mean, you, somehow you 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 have to look at it, and it's not it's not a, a black and white issue because I think if you go to other states. In some areas, um, the same problems are there and everybody's white. So it's not like it's, I think you've got problems in Appalachia, I think you've got problems in the South, you got problems in, it, it's not a color issue, it's an economic issue. But I mean, if you go down to some of these areas, I mean, what percentages of the, fam- of the kids have a father that they even know? What, what percentage of the mothers work? What percentage are on some, some sort of dole? How many people are on drugs? I mean, the, the, I think the, the, whole, the whole picture is horrible. I mean, it's just horrible, and unless you unless you decide wh- what's going to be the solution, is it getting these kids out of here for the summer, taking them somewhere else? Oh, wait, I, mean, I might, <clears throat> man, I don't want to sound like it's the Hitler Youth, but maybe that's part of the solution. Get get them the hell out of there. At least they won't get shot. Uh, and, and, and I, I mean, I, I don't know what, unless you get your hands around the whole issue. I don't see how you can even. Is this far away stuff where oh no, everybody's everybody's really good kids and they'll just all be okay if we throw more money at it I think there needs to be some plans there needs to be I, I, I want to see this and plus who are these people having all these kids and <clears throat> don't take care of them I mean that that's a problem when was the last time we prosecuted one of those guys I mean uh, I mean, it's I, it's just a totally different world John. and I don't think I don't think the, the rest of the country if, if it's it's half of one percent of the population the rest of the people could probably pay for the problem. And out and without a, without any kind of sweat but I mean, it gets to be in those areas what do you suppose it is 40 percent 50 60 there's still a lot of really good people and good families and what rights do they have zero um, we just texted you a, a zoom link chance so we can come in that way um, but yeah I don't know I don't know how you even I mean these schools do, do you do you tear them down do you use them for homeless shelters I mean what do you do why, why do you have a 1,500 person school uh, with 150 people in there. Now, obviously, you don't want these kids walking another two miles in another direction or taking a bus into some other even worse neighborhood. I mean, I get why you want to keep them open, but how how, how efficient is that? I mean, use it for something else. Use it for adult Please education. Let
5: me see if I can switch to, to something. Hang on. All
2: right. I mean, uh, there's got to be a way... There needs to be some imagination here, and I, I, for one, don't mind paying if I think somebody's thinking. I don't want to pay just to do the same thing over and over again. I mean, I... And I think my attitude is, is a real lot, and, I, and some people are going to accuse guys like me, of, ah, you, you don't care, you just, you know, you got, you got dough, you live in a nice neighborhood, blah, 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 you don't care. That is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, uh, but I, I really, if I decided I was going would to, would I make a $2 million investment in this city right now without seeing how this election comes out? And I'm not so sure Val's going to be, be able to do anything either. But, I mean, it, these are real economic issues. When you start talking about people leaving, you got to start talking about uh, you know the, putting an infrastructure in to, to a real real thing that five years from now maybe nobody uses. I mean, we're going to try and put, spend a billion dollars on the Red Line extension. Of course, it's going to take us like six years. Why? It's like three miles, four miles. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, all, all this stuff. There, there isn't anything we do that doesn't appear that we couldn't do a hell of a lot better. And I don't. And you wonder who are pe- who are the people are that are running the asylum. I mean, is it really that important? They have one or two construction companies with this constant drain of money towards them at any any pace they want to take. The idea that you wouldn't do the Kennedy at the same time you're doing downtown is appalling to me. now three more years people will be stuck in traffic I you know I just the whole thing is crazy and and yet everybody thinks these people are terrific. everybody loves pritzker why but I mean I I don't but of course Ronner did not doing anything right either so I mean it's maybe maybe it's the system maybe people are so. Backed up, that you can't, you can't get these people out of there. It'll, it'll take you so long to, to fight against a, cu- a couple of construction companies. People just say, "The hell with it! I'll just take the money and try something else, and I'll fight somewhere else." I mean, you got to pick your battles. But it, it reached the point where, I mean, I, I don't know, I mean maybe there's 16 new people in uh, going to be in the uh, city council. I don't. The people that I worked with, or at least know, none of them appear to be the old time people that you know were lawyers that. Did nothing but represent people against the city all day long. The Madigans, not the Madigans, the uh, Verdoliacs of the world, people like that. Maybe these new people, you know. But then again, do they have any? Do they have any cachet? I mean, are are they going to be able to to uh, generate uh, consensus among them? or Are they just going to go there and take their dough and have their office and be happy? I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, the lady we had on uh, two weeks ago, Tina. I mean, Tina. <clears throat> Tina's a bull in a china shop. I mean, she, Uh, why don't you concentrate on Carl, because we're having him in a minute, and we'll get Carl on for an hour, and we'll worry about the other stuff, uh, after the show, next week. Um, the, uh... There, there's no link in the email you sent. Um, I'll send you Carl's. The, uh... This is, I mean, this is tough to do all the stuff on the fly, Andrew, I understand, but it's, uh... So you're you're designing a system while you're supposed to be producing the show, uh, that's not so good. Um, but I will send this to you, uh, and we'll get Carl because I know Carl has the whole setup for the Zoom, uh, and we'll do it that way. Why? Why did I think this actually was going to be working today? Why would I ever think something might actually work right? Uh, so yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those situations where you wonder we're voting for incompetence at like every level, and you know I just. Somehow we, we have to get get around that, and I don't know how you, you know, how you how you get there on the competence part. I mean, people go to school, they don't learn, and it's always somebody else's fault. And I, I get it. I wouldn't want to be a teacher where half the kids are on drugs, no, they have no family life. There's nobody at home even even cares if they're in school. You call home, and I'm sure nobody even answers. Even if there's a whole, there's a landline, I doubt there even is one. So yeah, it's a. But I mean, we need to we need to sit down and throw our political leanings leave them at the door and say, okay, what is the solution to this? What is the solution to all the young kids doing the crimes now because their laws are a lot different than the other people? I mean, there's got to be—I don't know—I don't know the solution. I'm not a uh, a lawyer. I'm not a, a, a politician. But all I know is this isn't working. Anyway, we're gonna go. we gonna break here. Andrew SP Futures up 11. Nasdaq Futures up 26. We're up, but not as much as we were. We'll be right back. Stacks and Jacks, hopefully with Mr. Carl Denninger on Zoom.
7: Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, Give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Well,
6: stocks, jocks stocks, and jocks, stocks, and jocks. You are out of control. Right, here. right now. Right here. Right now. right now.
2: There's something happening here. Long up at Stacks and Jacks. I'm tomorrow. And on the board fighting a good battle here today with the uh, telephone lines and so forth, but we think we're going to have Carl on Zoom. SPFuge is up 11, and SFF is up 22. Carl, are you with us? I am. And you're very clear, too. The only issue now is that you're in the same line as the commercials, so we're going to have to rearrange that as well. So,
6: Well, you know, it's minor little details. No, you got... Uh, the nice thing about this is I actually have a real studio set up with a decent microphone and everything else instead of a telephone. You sound way better than you ever have. Well, that's because I do this sort of thing once in a while.
2: <laughs> well, the the guys who set this up originally twelve years ago did such a good job, it's is essentially lasted without anybody else looking at it for all that period of time. And now I'm gonna. All tra- oh, those guys are even still alive. I would have to try and track all of them down. I, I think the issue is, uh, according to Kevin, who knows a lot about this stuff, is that the, the new, phone system does not play well with the old, phone machine. It, when you reset it, it goes for a day or two. Then it just they don't play well. So somehow, well,
6: the yeah the issue that has come up is that 20 years ago, 10 years ago, um, although certainly 20 and plus phones were actually run on what we used to call zeros uh, your so-called pots line, your plain old telephone service, which was you know just a pair of wires, right? It actually consumed, in the telephone network, a 56 kilobit channel. So your T1, which was the standard by which data moved around on the phone network, was 24 of those. And each of them was 64 kilobits, and they all had a defined time slice, and the top bit was stripped off for control information. So for example, you know, the guy just hung up the phone, the guy just picked up the phone, whatever. So it was 56 kilobit channel. Well, that doesn't play well with trying to switch packets around. And so the cellular system over year over the years uh, used to be that if you had Wi-Fi calling on your cell phone, you walked out of your house, your call would drop. And the reason was that packet technology doesn't interplay well with, okay we're gonna take this time slice and that time slice is where your call goes. Packets don't work that way. Packets come in when they come in, they don't come in for a short period of time. And as long as the jitter is low enough speech and even video works really well. So when phones went to LTE, which is a fairly recent technology, um, now we have 5G, which is also packet switched, but when they went to LTE, all the carriers took the same kind of certificate-based VPN technology that is used by large corporations to secure communication so that, uh, for example, I can sit here in Tennessee and I can work for somebody in Illinois and there is absolutely no way anybody's gonna pick be able to pick that data off they all hook that into their telephone networks because LTE is a packet switch technology and now all of a sudden you can be on a Wi-Fi call in your house you walk out the door and it switches over to the phone network and the call does not drop and likewise you can come home while you're on a phone call in your car unplug your phone from the car charger and the Bluetooth and walk in the house and, and continue speaking because the two seamlessly interchange with each other well zoom is a packet technology but trying to mesh the old circuit switch stuff and a packet stuff just doesn't work out real well no it seems there's to be a, uh, degrading by the by the day well part of it part of it is that it just doesn't the, the technologies really ought not used to be used together and then so you know it's it's uh, I don't know if it's progress or not I there's there's issues with things like Zoom um, because Zoom is essentially a Chinese company. So, uh, but then again, I don't care if the Chinese know what I say on a radio show. You'd love it, could you criticizing them? Well, you know, I can I can say that someone ought to nuke Z, and uh, <laughs> I can actually do it. If I do that on Twitter, I'll get banhammered for it.
2: But well, I can, but I can uh,
6: do it on the air. No, well, uh, <laughs>
2: normally, first of all, my big question I'm going to ask you. Why is, uh, since we are the 3rd of March, why are, we, why are there no labor numbers today? Is it because February is a short month? We have two holidays or what?
6: You know, um, I was expecting the labor numbers. And then I, I went and I looked at last month's uh, BLS data. Oh, well, you know, the next one comes it's next Friday. I'm not entirely sure why. It's, it, it probably has to do with where the sample week is because the sample week is the third week of the month. Okay, and so maybe somebody at Bill S said, "Oh, we can't get it done in that you know X period of time." Do they push it if the third week has a holiday? Um, No, it gets pushed. It it gets pushed if you if you have a holiday weekend on the week of the release, typically. But I was, I was expecting to do labor numbers today. I actually put a tweet out yesterday, and then somebody said, oh, no, 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 it's not. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm looking at this calendar, you know, one of the third-party ones that says it is. Uh, and then I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I better go check this. And I, I go look at last month's release, which is, of course, still up on the BLS website, and it says, oh, no, 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 it's next Friday. <laughs> okay. I think I'll take it from the horse's mouth. Uh, of course, I call them the Bureau of Lies and Scams, so... But uh, you know they do move the market.
2: Well, you know it's weird,
6: Carlos. I put a spread on
2: yesterday for some of my clients. Um, it's small one, nothing, nothing, of any consequence. But the, the volatility, the uh, implied volatility of the index calls and puts today are appreciably higher than Monday. So when I looked at the numbers, I go because my you know I give the uh, spreads my brother and he puts them in and he I said, Dan, look at look at the labor stuff here. I can't believe it. We're talking about eight volatility difference in the two days. So we did, you know, some spreads small. He goes, the labor's not until next week. And I said, okay, well, why is there an eight-point vol difference? And he goes, I have no idea,
6: but maybe the rest of the world doesn't know that. But so uh, <laughs> Apparently somebody, well, apparently I wasn't the only one that was, uh, you know, was expecting him to, Dave, that kind of a vol difference is not all that small, right? I mean, that's right. a... That's pretty substantial, and so uh, hey, you know, if you can capitalize on other people's stupidity, who's uh, who's to argue with that? But
2: I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna lob this one out there as people. Again, this is not investment advice or anything, but we use uh, IB system for our, our uh, Greeks and so forth. But I I don't think now that we have these daily expirations, I don't think that the that the models are very good on the Monday versus Friday versus Tuesday. Always, yeah. They always they always show the implied volatility on Monday being less than Friday, and I, I think that the models, again, I, I you know I studied these models when I was in grad school, right? So it was a long time ago, and there's the reason why the models are used is because they, they fit what people are doing in there. They're 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 imperfect. They always were. That's why the whole idea is to, is to have, you know, to know the imperfections, and that's why you can get some option spreads once in a while. But the imperfections are the closer you get to the time that the, uh, the option is expiring, the less reliable they become, right? Because the, uh, <clears throat> it's just the way it is. I mean, uh, I mean if you start talking about a, a delta, it, which is the percentage change of an option is going to move when a stack is going to move versus the stack, if, you, if you've got one at, at say, the, you got the 100 call, and it's 6 months out well the 100 call and the, if the stock's 100 is going to be what 52 right because uh 52 53 depending on the interest rates and I don't right. want to get into why you know it'd be a long dissertation as to why the interest rates make a difference but they do uh but not but really if they expire in 2 hours what does that 50 number get you if it's over 100 it's 100 if it's below 100 it's zero right so right exactly <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of how that works right so that's why in the uh, OEX, which I always thought was the world's best product, because y- well you could uh, you could exercise every day for cash. But right. so with the with the OEX, the, the trick there was on expiration, is for the last four hours, increasing by the moment. You actually had two underlines. You had the futures and you had the cash. And those of us that understood that uh, usually could do pretty well in those afternoons.
6: Anyway, I. Yeah. Uh, Right, yeah, you know, it's uh, we we got so much weird stuff going on though right now. I mean, you know, it's this thing <laughs> that that happened uh, yesterday, well, this morning, I guess, early morning. Uh, all of a sudden, crypto gets hammered again. Well, how, uh, how,
2: are, how are any of these companies hanging in there?
6: They're all they all, all got Chief, this counterparty risk, Chief, I, the the problem with the, the entire paradigm behind this, and I've been, I've, I, I can't tell you how much digital ink I've spilled on this thing is that the the exchange mechanism all relies on these things called stable coins and the concept behind a stable coin is that it is absolutely pinned to a a, a real-world currency a dollar a euro most of them are in dollars therefore in order to create a stable coin that's worth a dollar you must have $1 okay I mean, it's it's essentially think think about it as, you know, you got bushels of wheat and you create a chit for each bushel of wheat, but you have to actually have a bushel of wheat to create a chit. So, what's, if, you, if you
2: have it though, what, what do you need? Why, if 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 you uh, if, if you're going to value Bitcoin versus the stable
6: coin, why why do you need something in the middle? Why can't you just value it toward the dollar? Because it takes time to clear the transactions on blockchain-based systems, and during that time, the market can move. And if you're an exchange, the last thing you want to have happen is that. Okay. Because you're, you know, at least supposedly, you're supposed to be making your skim on whatever your percentage is. Right. right. Of course, nowadays we all believe, because we've all been told by our brokers that there, no, no, nobody actually has to, you know, there's, you can trade for free. There's, no, that's, that's such a load of nonsense. Now, what they've done is they've abstracted into paying for order flow. And uh, and the problem with doing that is, you know, as you and I have talked about before, is that that is inherently fraudulent. It is it is a fraudulent transaction because it violates the primary covenant in every transaction of fair and honest dealing. All right. So this is one of the things that you know that I've been on about for a long time. Is that one of the reasons we have so many problems in so many areas, whether it be healthcare, uh, education, whatever have you. Is that this implied covenant of fair and honest dealing? Uh, that is in, and, and it's actually it's formally in the UCC. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's, this isn't this is some abstract thing. It's actually part of the law, and nobody cares about it Amy. Well,
2: I think you've probably been able, if I haven't, if you haven't heard me say it enough, my guess is, knowing me, that you'll figure out that I have been fighting this payment for order flow for forty years. And well, yeah, and, board, but, 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 and,
6: and, and, and chief, as as the market has gone, you know, has gone towards this, and this is all, but this is all part of the the human concept that we all have that when somebody tells us something is free, we love it, right? Yeah. As soon as we have to pull out our wallet and pay for it, it's bad. And and so anyone that can make that statement, well, you know, you can have this for for quote unquote free. Um, some in, in many cases, free is the most expensive price ever.
2: Well, I think,
6: um, but it changes,
2: like you're saying, the dynamic. When you paid a broker, guess what? I am a broker, uh, PTI Securities. Our job used to be, <laughs> um, especially when we traded options, we were the best. I'll say that categorically because my people, we had four or five people that I trusted implicitly because they came from the trading floor. We would actually call directly down to the floor <clears throat> into the pit, in the OEX pit or whatever, and we would get the trade done that way. Nope, Nobody could do that. <clears throat> and if you were Merrill Lynch, you didn't want 10,000 people with a phone line to the floor. What a chaos would that be? So the, our job was to charge you, not an arm and a leg, charge you a fair price, and our job was to represent you right. as if it was us to get you the best fill on the order. And And then it turned out to... Wait a minute. We don't care. We're just gonna we're just gonna charge you for free. And instead of that, we're gonna go down to the trading floor and say, "Hey, Car- Carl wants to pay a quarter for these. Anybody want them? <laughs> I mean, a whole different. <clears throat> or or would you rather have three eighths? <laughs> I mean, that, a whole different program. So now, when you say it's free, okay, somebody's gonna get paid for doing something. Why? Why are very intelligent people so ignorant about? basic concepts
6: it's free well nothing's
2: free I mean, well
6: it, because because chief it's it is a nostrum that for time immemorial has has been peddled to people and it works it if it didn't work they wouldn't do it okay but you look at this thing that's going on right now you know life just got deposed and yep. now you've got you've got two essentially diametrically opposite more or less people and they're not really diametrically opposite, but there's there's bad and there's awful that are now your two possibilities, right? How can you how can you realistically have somebody who is the consumer of the largest component of county tax revenues, that is the schools? Yep. How can that person run for mayor? Well, what if he wins?
2: And uh, I mentioned earlier that. Uh Today, what would you say, Franklin Roosevelt would be a right winger? Um, he yeah he, I, I, he yeah, he couldn't stand government unions. Now, what if this guy wins and the teachers' contract comes up next year? That's an arm's length transaction. Well, th- but that's see, this is
6: this is inherently fraudulent. Sure it is. Okay, it's inherent fraud. It, 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 there isn't any way to unfraud it. No, <laughs> I, I mean it. You know, it is what it is. And so but this is this is the thing that goes on here. you know it's like the thing I was talking about, you know when you had me on in the middle of the week, we have we have a health insurance concern that in in many states, they capitate Medicaid, and then you have essentially, as a Medicaid person, someone who's on Medicaid, you choose one of these handful of companies. And and in many cases, this is a non-competitive process, too, because, of course, you're not the one that gets to do the bidding, right? It's the state that's doing it because right. it's their money. All right, so there's a memo out there that says for everybody that you talk into getting the jab. You don't have to actually administer it, but if it shows up on their chart as a Medicaid patient and you're the provider, you get 50 bucks. That's a... Uh-
4: well, well, now, yeah. wait a
6: minute. I thought as a doctor, if, I, if I'm a physician, you know, I, I do, I'm not a physician. I do programming for people for money sometimes, though, and that's how I made, you know, that's how I made my money was by doing programming that people wanted to consume uh, in the form of Internet connectivity. But I had to program the computer that did those things, all right, and they consumed my work when they did this. And before I ran my own shop, that's what I did for people. They hired me to write a piece of software that does x whatever x is okay uh you know i worked for a little place called video cart that was a they were they were a publicly traded company they blew up uh and what i did for them was write the code that ran the internal parts of their network that distributed information to grocery shopping cart handles and that was my job was making sure that the the network delivered the information that the creative people wanted to put on the carts okay um but my, the idea that I got that I would get paid for something other than delivering <laughs> the data to the, from one place to another <laughs> for any other purpose—that would be fraud. Well, people,
2: you wonder how intelligent we had when this payment for order flow first uh, started, or the, the free free commissions, or the real cheap commissions. We're giving a seminar out in Las Vegas, and you know we talk to our clients and, we, you know, we, we fight the order to different exchanges. Sometimes we put an order, a spread order, have to go to four or five different exchanges trying to get the price we want. Nobody has any idea that we're working that hard behind the scenes. Right. Right. So so all of a sudden I'm giving this lecture and I go, what do you guys think about uh, you know, uh, electronic trading? And one guy raises his hand and he goes, it's terrific. I go, why? He goes, well, because I don't have to talk to my broker. <laughs> I said, I think... Uh, I looked at the guy's thing, Mr. Jones, where he was. Mr. Jones, I think you've got it all wrong. And then he says, what do you mean? I go, your broker doesn't have to talk to you. Right? <laughs> <So laughs> the, the guy looks, <laughs> looks like, like I got four heads. And I said, so you guys are using, you know, whoever it was at the time, E-Trade or somebody. And I said, now, you know, what about a firm like, like PTI? And I said, I said, well, you guys got to charge the same as E-Trade. And actually, we didn't, weren't charging that much more. And uh, I said, so what do you do for a living? And he says, well, I'm a dentist. I said, well, so if I come in and get my teeth cleaned or a cavity done, I'm gonna, if I find out that somebody else is doing that, like, for, for $10, bucks, i am going to pay you 10 bucks, right? And he goes, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, okay, so why exactly do you get to talk to my brother for free? I said, right. if you I mean somewhere or another, you have a way where you're getting paid for your services, and that's the way, that's the way the cookie crumbles in, a, in our society, a free market society. I said, if you want to go the other way, we're not set up to do this. If you want him, the minute he picks it up, he's like an attorney, and it's 150 bucks for the first 10 minutes. If you want us to go down that road, I guess we could. I mean, why? What? Why do? Why do you get to talk to him for free when nobody gets to talk to you for free? I mean, I mean, because if you're just putting an order in a market order where somebody's selling it on the other end, yeah, you get what you pay for, which is nothing, right? So you right. You, you pay nothing, you get nothing. Hey, but Carl, yeah, we mentioned a little bit on uh, on Wednesday. What is? I mean, we can we'll be, we'll be talking about the Chicago stuff as the uh, as the campaign winds out here. But is this whole situation with China? I I don't think I've ever, and you know, maybe you, maybe Russell are the only two guys I know that... I'm not saying anybody can get their hands around this, but I have never seen a more complicated relationship. I guess if if Hitler would have waited another five or six years before he invaded Poland, we might have had some of the same kind of crap going on with Germany, where so many people were making money over there and stuff that we couldn't detach ourselves. But I I don't... It seems like I'm not so sure if you put me in charge of this, boy, I'd have to have you and Russell by my side. I don't. I'm not. I don't even know what my first step would be. We're so in. We've got. We've got so many people here that have dollar-denominated debt. If we ended up screwing these guys, if they go after Taiwan, and all of a sudden we, well, okay, we 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 do sanctions, and all of a sudden our people don't get paid. Or I mean, it, I don't. I don't. This this relationship. I mean, all the people on CNBC are. It's like they all took like 40 pills of Viagra every day. They're giddy about putting money back into China. Nobody even. They forget all about the slave state and all those others. But I, I don't. I am more more confused about this than any other subject I've ever come across. Can you? Where where would you even start? What would you even
6: do here? Well, Chief, I pointed out. I, I've been yelling about this for a very long time. Okay, and and I said that this is this is a serious problem. One of the things I I posted about back before I had my own software running my blog. So this was when I was on Blogger. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> just Google product. Which is where where the market ticker started. Um, It was that we have the the issue we have with China fundamentally is that this is about wage and environmental uh, arbitrage essentially. That's that's what's going on. Okay, that's where our trade policy has come from, and we did the same thing with NAFTA and Mexico, and we were sold this bill of goods. That if we did this, and and the freedmen's of the world bought into it too, that you know you put the plant down in Mexico, okay, they make two dollars an hour, but but they are going to put up with that because they're going to want to buy the truck that's made in Mexico. And in order to do that, they got to make fifteen, and so very shortly they will make fifteen because otherwise they won't work. And as a result, uh, you're going to grow market share because now all of a sudden you have another market that couldn't buy trucks before and now it can.
2: All right, and is they're going nice to buy razors and they're going to buy everything else going that goes with it.
6: Right. And, and this is a very nice fantasy, okay And that's exactly what it is. It's a fantasy. It is the idea that we can abstract the es- the so-called essence of freedom that exists in the United States, which, which is to, lar- to a large degree a trope as well. and that we can abstract this into other nations and we can and essentially that market forces will cause this to happen. History says that's BS well which history well i um how about the entire history of the world okay but i mean okay i mean you know look we have we have this there is another trope that goes around which is white man bad black man good that's how black man ended up as slaves okay yep. this is nonsense the average life expectancy for a white man who went into the into sub saharan africa before there were antibiotics was about 30 days yeah, you wouldn't want to be that guy. Well, you're no, you weren't that guy. These guys all knew this because the first few people that tried to do it ended up dead from some disease they had no resistance to that was endemic there, and the people that lived there they they'd adapted to it over the space of ten, you know tens or hundreds of thousands of years. A white man had never been exposed to it, and they all got killed. Same sort of thing that happened when we came over here and we brought smallpox in here and we wiped out three quarters of the of the Native American population.
2: You know the only uh, the only disease that. Uh... We shipped back to Europe? Well, we, the, we The Native Americans shipped back to Europe?
6: Hmm. So you should know this. No, I don't.
2: It was either syphilis or gyne. I think it was
6: syphilis. I, I, was good. I, I was gonna guess syphilis.
2: I don't think there ever was a case of syphilis in Europe until somebody came over here.
6: Well, that, that wouldn't shock me. But you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that there's... So who was really doing this? Well, who was doing this with other black people? Oh, sure. Okay, And so, uh, excuse me, without that, there would have been no slave trade. At all. Zero. Because, well, sure there was. There was well, we all kinds of white slaves. They collected the people without ending up dead. There were all kinds of so white we slaves. Have, we have this idea that that we can export something somewhere else and when we do that, everything's going to be peaches and wonderful and, and beautiful and it's all going to work out okay. And that is never, never throughout history has that worked. the The history of the planet is that people are pigs in the general sense. There's exceptions. But you have to have regulatory structure that says that if you do these kinds of things, you're going to go to jail and you're going to have everything you have stolen from you and it's all going to go away because if you don't do this, people are going to do bad things but there's to each <clears throat> say That's the history take, of the planet. And it doesn't... You know, you were talking earlier in the show about the thing with kids, right? And, yeah. okay... Um, yeah, if you get caught with a gun in Chicago and you're 30, you're going to jail for it. A, a long time. Huh? Oh yeah. Fine. So I'm a gang banger, and I get a 12 year old to do the shooting. Yeah, and it's now we don't seem to be able to deal the with 12-year-old it. The 12 year old doesn't get you know gets a slap on the wrist. He's out in the same afternoon. Um, well, you know, you really think that people didn't adapt to the reality that you put in front of them? Well, well that's you, what you did. The same thing with the with the Chicago public schools. You have. If you've got a school that has not one student who's proficient in mathematics, and you have several of them within Chicago, and and it's not just in Chicago, they're in other states as well, you're not going to convince me that every single one of those students is on the left side of the bell curve, intelligence-wise, and has an IQ under 80. No. I don't buy it. Are Are there some? Yeah. Sure. But all of them? No. The problem is, you have a teacher up there who has an IQ of 80.
2: Well, I think the uh the, the drugs and the so forth um let's let kick this day after break because it's interesting. I actually
6: did I lose you? No. I got I, I got Uh-oh. you. Uh oh. you seem to have lost the feed.
2: Um I'm hearing you and you're hearing me. If you're hearing me, I'm hearing you. What's gonna break? SP feed up thirteen, if feeders up thirty six, be right back, Stocks and Jacks.
7: on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks.
2: Hello, this is Tom how the chief. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term.
0: Stocks
7: jocks, and
2: jocks stocks and jocks You are out
0: of control
6: right
2: here right now right here right now right now Hello, I'm Ropex, and jocks. I'm Andrew on the board SP Futures up thirteen or up or not up as much as we were earlier. We were uh uh down last night, but we've we turned it around a lot. Now we're kind of easing back a little bit. As futures up 40, Dow futures up 69. Uh, individual stocks at Honeywell up 255. We've got uh, Apple up a buck 69. Nothing's really down. And here we got Home Depot's down a buck. Uh, Visa's down 86 cents, but the Dow's pretty muted here this morning. Over in Asia, we've got some, some rallies here. The Nikkei's up 428, 1.6%. Hang Seng up 138.7%. Shanghai up 17.5%. As a private market survey, which shows a sharp recovery in China's services. Okay. Gee, who did that study? Uh, DAX up 146.9%. FTSE actually down a point, We'd call that flat. Gag around up 48.7%. point has been going kind of different directions as the the other guys the last few weeks, a few, a few days. As we review, Dow, you know, down in the morning, up 341. SP down up uh, twenty. we'll call it 30. NASDAQ up 83, so a, a solid move up yesterday. Bonds, uh, down 7 basis points today, but still over 4, 4.005. The Bund down 3, but still 2.72. And Japan still buried at this top end of the range at .50. We've got oil down 58 cents, 77.58. Rent down 68 cents, 84.07. Natural gas up 7 cents, but still under 3 bucks, 283. Arbob down 2 cents, 267. We've got gold. Uh, railing, wow, up 12.50 now, 18.53, so above 18.50. Which is good. I got my people very long gold here. We got real long when it, was, when it was down below around 1820. So, good day so far. Uh, silver up 28 cents, 2119. Copper up a penny, 409. We've got crypto uh, down for 1100 bucks. We talked about the Silvergate place so having trouble uh, with that. We'll, we'll get back to that with Carl a little bit regarding clearing firms and lack thereof. And we have the dollar is uh, down a little bit against both. That's one of the reasons why gold is up. Uh, the Euros at 106 and the British pound 120. And what we got for us, traffic, weather, sports. Big storm coming today. Rain or snow, what's your call?
1: Looks like it's going to be, uh, well, same, same as the first hour. What I'm seeing here is uh, some slushy snow. It's probably maybe right in the middle. Uh, for me, as someone who enjoys snow, say it's the worst kind.
2: Yeah, right. um, it's hard to take snow.
1: <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, starting off with sports, uh, tonight... 7 p.m., the Bulls are going to be playing the Suns, and going over to hockey. Last night, the Blackhawks lost to the Stars, 5-2. Tonight, the Coyotes are going to be playing the Hurricanes, 8.30 p.m., Chicago time. Over to Chicago, weather, yep, it is uh, currently 37 degrees, cloudy, and we do have that winter weather advisory. Uh, Yeah, it looks like it's going to hit us a bit later, well, starting about, I think as soon as the afternoon hits, we're going to start getting some uh, rain, maybe snow, probably both. Um, over in Phoenix, uh, they are at 30, uh, 42 degrees, excuse me, uh, cloudy skies, and a high of 61 today. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, nothing new to report uh, from the last hour, just still that uh, accident uh, investigation site over very far north on the Tri State Tollway near uh, Willow Road It's causing very heavy delays over there. Uh, but other than that, traffic is kind of light coming in on the inbound expressways and no accidents to report. So, back to you, Chief.
2: Do we still have Carl? Carl, are you there? We're, uh... I think you're on the same line as the commercials, but hopefully you'll be here in a second. Um... Anyway, we were talking a little bit about the, the China situation, and, uh... I would recommend, uh... to anybody, uh... um if there's a a book it's a, well it's not about china but there's a few chapters that are uh it's called a uh, uh, George Marshall uh, soldier and statesman it's basically a biography of uh, uh he was involved in it it wasn't an autobiography but it was a biography of George Marshall who was the essentially the the, the general of the well, I'll say the army in in uh in World War II that controlled everything from this end uh he was he wasn't a battlefield commander during the war, although he would like to have been the Eisenhower spot but uh, Roosevelt said he needed him here but anyway, he was uh, you know, he has all the accolades for that but he also put the Marshall Plan together for Europe and all kinds of stuff, but the thing that I didn't realize when I was reading the book is between the end of the war and the Marshall Plan, he was involved in a situation in China and uh, Andrew, are we going to get Carl back here at some point, I hope? Yeah, yeah you got oh, me Okay I was talking about, because uh, um, you weren't here, I was doing a little bit of a, a background on yeah. uh, George Marshall and how, I did not realize this, but the day the war was, well, not the day, when the war ended, he was kind of up there in years. He, he got in a car with his wife, and they drove home. I think he lived in Virginia someplace. Didn't he go to VMI? I think he went there. For, that was his college. He didn't go to West Point. Uh, anyway, so he gets home. He pulls up in the driveway, walks to the, the phone ring, and it's Truman. He says, hey, get your ass back here. I got a job for you in China. (laughs) And uh, so he went back, and he and his wife went to China for probably a year. Because the Marshall Plan was not the first plan in Europe. There was somebody else that went there first and totally butchered the deal. It was horrible, the job they did, one of our guys. So Marshall's over in China. I don't know if if you knew this. uh, And his job was to somehow negotiate a peace between Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai-shek. And he tried his best traveling here, back and forth. Meanwhile, both of these guys... Are killing thousands and thousands of people. They don't care, and it's just they. And he he finally wrote to Truman and he said, you know, I I'm I'm doing no good here. These guys are just nuts. I mean, there's there's no no shred of anything of our way of doing business or our our, our life that these guys want any part of. They're just they don't care how many people get lost in the situation. Nobody, no third person comes up and says both you guys are out of here. He says it's just crazed. So Truman brought him back and and put him in charge of Europe because that was another fiasco and he obviously turned that bus around and, and is famous to this day for the Marshall Plan. But, I mean, I, I, I think, I guess the the, the freedmen's of the world and the economists and other people are guilty of what Lou's always accusing me of being. You assume that you're a way of doing business. I mean, we started, when I say we, the Anglo-Christian or Anglo-American tradition, really started with the Magna Carta, right? And And then there was a was it the fourteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds, where the uh, there was a, a parliament and the king decided he was going to disband the parliament and the whole country went on kind of a general strike and the the king said, okay, I'd, I'm going to abdicate the power to get rid of parliament when I don't like them. I mean, there's been years and years of this. I mean, people, how many people died in the in the, the union insurrection against Pullman? How many people died when they had unions in the? What, what did the guy wrote the Jungle? Was it uh, who wrote Upton that? Sinclair? Or Upton Sinclair. I mean, this w- this there's been periods of periods of time when things got so bad our people, for lack of a better term there's all kinds of people here, black, white, of various nationalities, th- there's a point at which you can't push people around anymore and somehow its I would call it the Anglo tradition or US tradition or something and we, we always assume that if this guy in China is this big of a bleep and th- the economic keeps going and people start making money I think, I for one, have made a serious mistake in China, or uh, Russia I thought the people that were around Putin had made so much dough and had all these these money all over the world and DACAs and houses in Miami and God knows what else. They probably were going down to see Epstein with these massive boats that somehow they wouldn't put up with this crap. Yet here they are. I I would never have guessed that. I mean, I I know the dude is dangerous and he'll kill anybody, but the fact is he's not much more dangerous than some of the people in,
6: in, in Britain or here that we revolted against. I mean, well, I don't know that he's much more dangerous than some of the people we have in office today. Well, that's another thought. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, if you if you think about it, uh, you know, Chicago, um, a, a little shout out to someone who uh, runs a, a site that chronicles your wonderful civil values there. It's Hey Jackass. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, those guys, you know, it's 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 basically a shot clock, and I'm not talking about basketball. By the way, if you know those dudes, uh, tell them the chief says you got to start doing it during the week. It's not just good enough on weekends anymore. Uh, actually, they do, but they they consider the weekend to be kind of the shot of palooza. Right. You know. Well, but I think that's that's changed. Right. <laughs> well, no, I yeah, I know, but they but they do chronicle the midweek. Uh, festivities as well. If well, you
2: what, what Kyle and I are talking about, and it's kind of unfair, but if you go to Hey Jackass, every shooting <clears throat> on the weekend from Friday night to well, Monday morning, there'll be an address, there'll be a person's age, there's everything about the shooting. Well, that much at least. And then from Monday to Friday they just give you the number of people shot. So they don't give you the addresses and the time of day because the thing that's really scary to me is the addresses are now everywhere, and the time of day is now all day.
6: Yeah, and it's uh, although again, if you look at the you know the map, uh, boy, there is there is plenty of concentration, right? But it's oh, yeah. not uh, it's not nearly you know what it used to be. It was all pretty much in one place. Now it's 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 spread.
2: Well, the expressways have been the huge uh, change.
6: Yeah, and you know the th- the thing is though is that when you get when you get down to it, the bottom line is that that which you incentivize, you get more of and when you pay people to do things so I mean, it's there was it we just a, a story a couple of days ago there's been a just in the last few months there's been an extraordinary number of very very close calls uh, in in commercial aviation planes being cleared to land on the runway where there's another aircraft for example Um uh, you know that can end very badly for obvious reasons yeah <laughs> and uh some of them have very clearly been the air traffic controller telling the person, you're clear to land, and there's a plane sitting on the runway. Um, Okay. So how does this happen? Well, it happens because you put people in a job that can't handle the job. And you keep promoting people. I mean, you know, it's a Pareto principle, right? You, you rise to your level of incompetence. I thought that was Murphy's Law. Well, yeah, that one too. But the but there are places where we we can't do that. All right, I mean, it's it, this this thing that we just had happen in Eastern Ohio. You know, people are trying to get it off the front page. There was the, I'll just give you the simple math on this and I'll ask you whether or not you think this is a problem. All right, so I have a reading that says it's thirty nine degrees above ambient. Ten miles later. I'm at 108 or something like this. Right? The next detector is in 40 is in 20 miles. And the I got to stop now because bad things are going to happen is at 200. Do you need anything better than grade school math to know you're not going to make the 20 miles if that rate of increase continues to occur? The answer is obviously no. Right? Well, but the alarm didn't go off yet so i'm not going to stop
2: hey kevin um, says we're both wrong it's a peter principle
6: well okay right murphy's
2: long ready. as if, if something's going to screw up it will screw up or
6: yes and and by the way don't mess with mrs murphy yeah <laughs> um it, yeah but or or the other one is is we made this idiot proof and and somehow we keep coming up with better idiots right well <laughs> i but the, again if, if we were going to sit down
2: and, uh, God, why do I keep pulling this lady's name up? I see her and I just shut her. Uh, some people, I'm going to say the Elizabeth Warrens of the world, believe, and you and I know that there's a <clears throat> there's a middle ground here and it's always hard to find. I mean, you when you have competitive industries and you have stuff where safety's involved, it's not good business, especially if you could require people to have insurance or something. And this, I think... I'm gonna walk you down this a little bit Carl It also has to do with with uh the advent of the modern corporation where people are not personally liable even though they probably should be I mean clearly derailments are not good for the Norfolk and Southern. The reason why they don't derail is not because Elizabeth Warren tells them not to or because somebody's watching over their shoulder. They do it because it's really horrible business right even if it wasn't even if it wasn't uh um, there was a derailment. W- one guy I s- <coughs> had an adult beverage with in, in Ogallala, Nebraska. This is f- 15 years ago, and the guy was saying that they at that t- at that time there were so many trains, Carl, with the uh, unit trains and everything on the Union uni Pacific mainline, that there was a train virtually every 15 minutes, and uh, and they're all going exactly 55 miles an hour because you don't want to gain or lose on the guy in front of you. To the right. point where if you had a if you had a farm or a business along the tracks. You couldn't even get your car onto the mainline because they couldn't stop for you. So your siding was useless. They had so, much, so many trains. Well, the guy said they had a derailment. Nobody got hurt. They had some damage. It took them like a day to fix. He said something like they had 150 trains backed up or some massive number. So the idea that the only reason why <clears throat> planes don't fall out of the air is because we're watching United Airlines is insane. However, if you have a bunch of airlines that come in on a a shoestring where maintenance becomes maybe part of the game, and oh, by the way, if if one does drop out of the air, the company declares bankruptcies and the guys in charge head for the hills and you never go after them, then that does become a problem. So, I guess what I'm I'm not not giving, I'm just giving a background to the story. How do do you deal with this? I mean, obviously these guys didn't uh, do the job
6: right, but... Chief, nowhere in corporate law does it say that the people in the corporation are immune from criminal prosecution did um, no. sure go gone that way well but nowhere does limited liability at, a, at the corporate level nowhere does it extend to criminal prosecution it never has yes I know it is now policy of the department formal policy after Arthur Anderson that the Department of Justice will not criminally charge corporations okay Um, And by the way, the reason for that is that there is federal law that says that if you as a corporation are convicted of a felony, you can't do federal business. And therefore, oops, right? Because uh, if you're an auditing firm, well, guess what? Uh, All the people you audit are subject to SEC regulation and that implicates federal business. And therefore, no, you can't do that. That was that was a formal change. However, this doesn't change anything having to do with the individual officers, directors, and people within the corporation itself. There is no immunity on the criminal side. We just refuse to bring the charges. Okay, and the same, you know, this thing with Norfolk Southern. Okay, who made the decision? Did did the train crew have this information, and they can't do grade school arithmetic in their head, or? Did Norfolk Southern have the trackside detectors program to send that information to the company and somebody in the corporation decided not to tell the guy on the train?
2: I like, don't. We I, don't know the answer to I'm, that, I'm but s- what we do... I'm going to say, Carl, without knowing anything, it's going to be just like Hurricane Katrina where the complaint about the dike that wasn't working never made it to the top. I mean, just like the, the underground flood in Chicago that nobody knew the thing was leaking except one guy who filed a report and never followed up, I think that you're going to find it was somewhere in the system, and it never got to anybody to make a decision.
6: Well, you know what? Um, the NTSB managed to, to come up with that temperature profile within a couple of days, uh, and essentially as soon as they started to look, they found it. Yep. Right? So that means that the data was there. It was recorded. It was not displayed in, and then trashed. It went into a system somewhere. And, and it either deliberately didn't come back out, or it didn't come back out because someone was stupid. And guess what? The, either way, there is criminal liability there. I can't
2: because, believe that the engineer was, saw the increasing in temperature, had the information, didn't slow down. Nobody's
6: that dumb. Well, he, uh, it, I, I don't know who did it, okay? All I know is what happened, and that somehow, at some level, Someone either programmed a system to withhold that information or they had it, didn't act on it. I don't care which it is, the people responsible go to prison because there is no liability shield within a corporation against criminal conduct. There is against civil liability. But why would
2: anybody, if you had that information, I mean, we're talking about (laughs) the reason why you hijack a car is because you make money on it. I mean, who stood to gain by just letting this thing
6: overheat? Well, you're assuming that, you know, somebody Somebody made the decision that, well, you know, the train has to run on time and, and, and it'll probably be okay. You know what? That, uh, grade school math says, no, it probably won't. And, oh, by the way, if it isn't, then where's it going to come off the track? Well, what if it comes off the track in the middle of this little town?
2: Well, for all, all freight trains, all you do is go through little towns, right?
6: Well, well and guess what? That's exactly what happened, right? So you know, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> You've, you got you got the guy that's Baldwin that's you know that's been charged for negligent manslaughter, right? Because he pointed a loaded firearm at somebody, pulled the trigger, and that's the reality of it. There was nothing wrong with the gun. It fired because the trigger was depressed. All right. Well, the first rule of firearm safety is all guns are loaded all the time. Even first, when you the think first not. rule.
2: When I did my concealed carry, first rule was assume they're all loaded. <clears throat> what was the second rule never point them at anybody? I don't know what the third one was, but there was
6: well never never pointed at anything you're not willing to destroy. Yeah. Okay, that's the second rule. Okay, so you know, and the third one is your finger doesn't go on the trigger until you're going to shoot. And Mm, and the thing, all three of those rules were violated. The reason those three rules exist is because if you don't violate those three rules, nobody gets shot unless you mean to shoot them. And that's the reality of it. Okay, that's negligence. It's ridiculous levels of negligence because it's three different violations. And guess what? He got charged. Fine. We'll see whether he gets convicted, but he got charged. Well, the same sort of thing applies if you're a corporation. There is no shield against criminal liability. And yet we refuse. You know, it's the same same thing that went on with a bunch of other things over the last three years. We have say oh, no, no, nobody could have known. Well, you know what? That's not true. Somebody always knows. That was available. It was deliberately concealed. It was not acted on. And while the government may be able to get away with this and not get criminally charged, the corporate actors have no shield against being criminally charged. None. What, um... It's pretty hard to, to uh
2: to convict somebody for just being inept. Well, if we had rules like that, we'd have a lot of people in jail. Or people make a decision down the chain where they just we'll let this one slide, I don't want to bring it to the boss he's in a bad mood today or something. I mean there's that goes on all over the place all the time. I mean it's uh but how how much did you ever see the uh see the movie or read the book, Patriot Games? Um, it's a uh not uh, Ludlum, and the other guy, uh, the guy who wrote "On uh, for Red October" and stuff. tells his name? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll think of yeah. it. Yeah. But he, anyway. The book was talking about th- they were looking for somebody who they thought had gone to to Saudi Arabia and was was hanging out in the desert. These Irish, uh, back in the IRA times, these, these bad these bad guy Irish guys, and one lady they thought they headed down to these one of these camps in Libya or someplace. Well, so uh, James Earl Jones is the guy and he says well we can we can target a satellite over there and we'll get all the information we'll get all these things but he goes uh, was it uh, was Jack, uh, Jack whatever the guy's name was um, he goes but you're going to have to come in and get a couple of people to go over to like the the million photographs we don't have the people to do it I mean the, the idea that uh, well back back before you had you know I mean you don't know play more about this than me you've been a little bit before we had machines that could essentially look at photographs. I mean, every one of these things from the satellite, somebody's on top of the thing with a, with a not a magnifying glass, but a little, like a monocle, looking at these yeah. things. And, it, you know, so you're going to have to come in after your regular day of work, uh, Jack Ryan, you're going to have to come in and maybe bring your wife or somebody. You're going to have to go over these things. And they, because they, we don't have anybody to do it, there was like nine million pictures taken every day, and they actually looked at like, you know, a hundredth of them or something. Uh, and there's so much information flying around. This this stuff, the priority, I'm sure the boss's lunch got a higher priority than the strain
6: overheating somehow. Yeah, and, you know, that's the, when you really get down to it, whatever whatever you incentivize like this, you get more of. We, you know, this, this situation with, with uh, commercial aviation, if we don't stop this, we're going to have the worst aviation disaster ever in American history because we're going to have two planes crash into each other on the ground, and which, It's going to kill which, everybody on both of
2: them. It was the biggest crash
6: ever, right? The two seven forty sevens, and what island yeah. was it? Yeah, but we're going to ha- we're going to have something like that happen again. Okay, and the, and the reality is that there is a certain set of skills which you just absolutely have to have in order to be able to do that job. And one of them is you need to be able to keep your act together under all sets of conditions because bad things happen. And if you can't, and and by the way, this latest one. What it looks like is that the person who was giving the directions confused left and right. Oh, uh, that's not so good. Well, you know what? Uh, you're telling me that has never been seen before at any time during their training and during their other time while on the mic. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. And if they are not capable of doing this, they have absolutely no business being behind that microphone and with that radar screen in their face. And and uh, you know, it, if you want to see how it how it works under stress. You actually had a, a a movie depiction of it a heck of a long time ago. Go watch Close Encounters. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's the guy and, and here's a, a midair collision about to happen and he keeps his act together. And he's he's steely he's a steely eyed missile man, but that's the job. And if you put people if you put people in that position for any reason other than competence, I don't care what the reason is. You were yeah, you can't disasters. just you can't
2: just move people up into stuff like that. I mean, even you see in the uh, in the trading world back in the uh, 2008 fiasco. Um, I mean, the, the people who I well, a couple of them retired, but the people who worked for me, they were all were my clerks on the trading floor. And we had, you know, I traded in the OEX, and we had positions in 40, 45 other stocks, which was you know a lot for back before you had computers and stuff. And every one of these things <clears throat> on an expiration Friday, if you were at something that was going down to the end, you might, if the strike was on, it was at sixty, you might be bid for all kinds of stock at fifty-nine and sell it again at sixty-one. I mean, you had orders in all over the place. If if you didn't start by having one of these positions, and then maybe two, and then maybe three, and maybe your your limit, even mine was probably five or six. Uh, if you didn't start knowing. You, you work into this competence gradually. You don't just get there and say, here's five positions, go do it. And back in 2008, some guy who was, uh, I don't know what, what the story was with him, he shows up here in the office, and he goes, Chief, you got to help me. And I go, okay, where are you? He goes, like, I'm at Schwab or someplace. Carl, the guy had probably 20 live option positions going into expiration day. And he started the day with two hundred grand, and I said, you know, I think you're, your debit right now. I mean, I, you got a problem, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, got a, you know. And he started the the month before he had a million eight in the account. And, wow! Uh, and not only that, he had taken the wifey to buy a condominium down on Michigan Avenue, and he he owed was going to close in a week, and he needed a million bucks, and it was gone. Oh! And I said, you know, I never want to do this to anybody, but I can't help you. I said, we have all kinds of stuff going on here. I have three or four people that are. We're you know nose nose to the grindstone here. I'd have to give you two of my best people for three days just to clean this up. I, I can't do it. I mean, I, there's not there's not a there's nothing here where I can say make these three trades and fix it. I mean, right. it, it just was somebody got to a spot where they were so overwhelmed that I looked at it and I go, I'd have been overwhelmed. And I you know I've been doing this for forever, but I would have had to put <clears throat> two of my guys on it <clears throat> to go to this stack, this stack, this stack, try and figure out which were the worst the worst ones. And, and knock them off one at a time. I don't think I don't even think we could help them. But I mean, what you're saying is true. You can't you can't keep pushing people into these jobs and expect them to re, to act in a way. Some people will. I mean, there's there's always going to be somebody, you know, like Spock said in the one movie I mean, where they had the young kids and, and Kirk said, uh, "How are they going to react?" And He goes, "Eat each into his talents." Right. Right. You know, some some kids. But then again, all those kids probably had a lot of training, or they went them on a starship. So they're not just regular kids off the street. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, whenever he gets to the next level
6: of pressure, you never know anybody's going to work. Do you really until you see it? Yeah, and that's and and that's one of the things that uh, that we have allowed to happen throughout different industries and different parts of our government. I mean, the stuff that went on over the last three years within the CDC and the NIH, uh, along with the FDA for that matter, is utterly ridiculous. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's not. It's it's criminally negligent and ridiculous. The things that you know, the, the, what led up to this Norfolk Southern derailment, it's criminally ridiculous. What's going on in the FAA right now with regards to uh, you just? They just had a nominee that was was told point blank, you're not qualified for this job. Uh, but anybody that thinks that that's one nominee, right? Who's been running the place for the last you know five ten years, so right? We got
2: a dash guy. i tell you what we we'll both agree on. It's two weeks from now. Other than you and me, it's in the rearview mirror. Something else will come up. They'll be you bet. It's but it went, went, what has to happen is the president or somebody appoints somebody like you. They're not going to like you, or they wouldn't like me. You're going to go over to the FAA. You're going to find out what's going on. How did this happen? You're going to look. What did Wilford Brimley say? When I leave this office, somebody's ass is going to be in my briefcase. And uh, yep. I mean, and, and you have to tell the new people this is how we're working going forward. And and you somebody it's it's a it's a month long job for somebody to just to, to you got to figure out who's boot. I'll bet there's people competent there that can't get can't get up the chain because they're not politically correct or something I bet there, I bet all these places have people that are competent they just can't make it to the top somehow
6: right Well, it's because we're putting people there for reasons other than competence. Well, but it's they're not.
2: It's, but it's not just. Even, I'm not talking about the, the the woke color thing. I'm talking about just in terms of who you like and who supported you last time, too. It's even Well, it doesn't it, matter what, yeah. it, what the reason yeah. is. Yeah, oh, yeah.
6: It, meritocracy in some jobs is not an option. No, it, certainly for your surgeon, you would know. <laughs> hope. But, yeah. Well, how about the people who <laughs> run nuclear power plants? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Well, Carl, take care of yourself. I me. Mean, we might have to track you down next week again. We'll see. SB Vieter's yeah. up 23. Viewers up 82. Try and get all this stuff fixed Monday. We'll be back, Stocks and and Jacks. <laughs>